This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, let's get things going on a Wednesday. Happy February. It's Logan Gordon along with you. This is Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Lots to get to on the show today. We'll chat with uh, Pete Labardius in just moments here. The color voice of the Calgary Flames, who joins us every single day to kick off the program. Also on the schedule today, we will uh, take a look at uh, tonight's matchup at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. The Flames, of course, still off on their all-star break. But the Dome will be in action tonight and, by the looks of it, pretty packed building as projected number one overall selection, Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats are in town to take on the Hitman at a sold-out Saddle Dome. We'll chat with the voice of the Regina Pats, Dante DiCaria, coming up. And he recently signed an extension with the Calgary Stampeders for what will be his final season in the CFL. All-star offensive lineman Derek Dennis set to join the program in hour two. Just a few weeks ahead of free agency, and we'll chat about the Stamps off season and uh, how Derek's feeling ahead of his final in the CFL. But let's kick things off like we always do. Heading down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar, guest hotline welcoming in the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960. It is Peter Labardius, and he's brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. The Gemini Group knows your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Mr. Labardius, how are you today, sir? I am fine, thank you. Good to hear. Um, we usually will talk Flames and NHL and all of that, and I, I, we will certainly get there today, but the, the big sporting story in Calgary today, I'm not sure if you've heard or not, but it sounds like it'll be a sold-out or pretty close to sold-out Saddle Dome tonight uh, for Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats. Well, I'm excited, and I'm excited for anybody who's going to attend the game tonight that has not had an opportunity to watch Connor in person. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere to do it. As a longtime lover of the Western Hockey League and junior hockey, which means so much to me personally and something that I still care about deeply, it uh, warms my heart even though I'm not going to be there tonight, that there might be 17,000, 18,000 people in that building to not only watch Connor Bedard, but get a taste of junior hockey and what will be a very competitive game, I would think, tonight. An important game for both teams. Yes. And, you know, I've been asked this, Logan, quite a bit lately in terms of Bedard. And... As you know, I've been following the Western Hockey League since I was a very, very young person. 
attended my first Western Hockey League game at the age of three. Um, I'm not sure the Western Hockey League has ever had a rock star before. Connor Bedard is a rock star. And that is not to say that the Western Hockey League has had many Hall of Famers, many, many great players. But I don't know if I can really think about another time and another player that since the World Junior in particular is now selling out every building he goes into. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing for the Western Hockey League. It's great for junior hockey as a whole. And so I'm a, I'm a huge proponent. Now I'm going to get a chance to watch the game tonight because it is on national television and I will be paying particular attention, but I love it for, I love it for the kids over and above Connor because he is giving them something tonight that they would not get. And yeah. That's selling that's selling out an NHL arena. Yeah, the the feeling that'll be at the the dome tonight is one that most won't get even at the WHL level, you know this as well as anybody Lou the the percentage that go on even from junior hockey in the WHL to pro hockey is incredibly small and even you know some of the best times in the WHL you won't go into an NHL building and have that sort of atmosphere that you're going to get tonight and I'm sure it'll even be one that you know Connor Bedard enjoys because let's you know with all due respect to all the junior ranks they're just they're not NHL size that's that's just the reality of it so even most nights for Connor Bedard maybe it's 6 7000 people across the WHL I mean when you're talking 18 19000 uh, people excuse me at an NHL rink, that's a, a very cool experience for these kids. It's a huge event. It's a huge event for everyone involved. Everyone. Coaches, players, fans, and that's why I refer to him as a Western Hockey League rock star. Because I don't know of anybody else, and they're, like I said, I don't... Not sure he's going to be an NHL Hall of Famer, like many former Western Hockey Leaguers have been. Mm-hmm. But this tonight, the reaction, the reaction that he's getting everywhere that he goes, tells you a lot about how people view life and view sports. I think that building should have way more people in it all the time for the product, for the amount of money that you pay for that product. But I'm the easiest sell in the world. But when it's a special event and there's a star in town, well, how things change. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, not only is it going to be on national TV, it'll be uh, on your radios tonight as well. I've got your pregame show at 6. Uh, Brad Curl and Jeff Hawk on the call at 7 right here on Sportsnet 960. And it's it's funny you mention that, Lou, because it, it leads you down the path of, you know, thinking about all the great WHLers that have come. And there's, uh, of course, Joe Sackick. You think of, of Carey Price and 
Scott Niedermeyer and the list goes, you know, Lanny McDonald, the list goes on and on. But now, you know, Connor's coming through and doing something that you're right, a whole lot of hasn't really happened in the WHL. I'm curious if you were to, is there a reason for it? Is it just coincidence that, you know, is it kind of a mix of things as to why the WHL's never really had somebody quite like him? I think there's lots of different reasons. Um, you know, you just mentioned a few of them, Theron Fleury. I mean, I could list you a ton going back to the early 70s who have been stars and went on to have, you know, Brian Troche, Clark Gillies. Like, there's been tons. There are players every year, you know, including look at this year's World Junior team outside of Connor Bedard. There are lots of guys who are coming to NHL arenas near you very soon. Very soon. Um, Logan, it's a different time. And, and the truth of the matter is we don't necessarily live in a time anymore where even in smaller communities that have the same kind of value for junior hockey as it used to. When I grew up in Saskatoon, did I watch the NHL every Saturday night? Sure. But the biggest game in town for me was not the NHL. It was the Saskatoon Blades. And so I don't think many kids, I mean, I'd ask you. You're more in today's demographic. My guess is, now again, you're different. You grew up in Calgary. Mm -hmm. I I didn't grow up in a city with an NHL team. You did. I didn't see an NHL game with my own two eyes. I was born in 1965. I didn't see an NHL game in person until 1991. So, but it's different. We have options to watch whatever we want, when we want. So junior hockey is a way harder sell now than it ever has been, even though the skill level and ability in a lot of ways has never been better. But when I worked at Sportsnet Television, where for a long time, a main focus of my job was to be the play-by-play voice of the Canadian Hockey League, you don't think it didn't frustrate me? For sure. To have that level like my whole thing always has been and always will be why wouldn't i want to take a family and pay a hundred dollars just for example to watch connor bedard now you could have watched him several times already yep but you're going to have no trouble shelling out 300 a ticket to do it next year. It's just different. We live in a day and an age where unless it's the best of the best, have the most celebrity status and star power, a lot of people aren't that interested. We live in a city 
where I don't think the Calgary Stampeders are appreciated anywhere near the way they should be for their success and dominance and what they've done. But as you know, we could talk about the Calgary Flames on our radio station all day, every day, and probably wouldn't get a lot of resistance. Different times, my friend. Absolutely different times. Do I, do I look at Theron Fleury and go, is he, in my opinion, equally as exciting in junior as Connor Bedard? You're darn right. Did I feel the same way about Scott Niedermeyer? Yes. Mike Medano, when he was a Prince Albert Raider. Go on and on and on. Is Connor special? Yes. Did he do something at the World Junior that no 17-year-old has ever done? Yes. But are we in love as a society now more with status, celebrity, money, than we ever have been? I believe yes. He's a rock star. Yeah. Tonight, is, tonight isn't really for hockey fans. It's like a concert. That's the difference. Tonight isn't a sporting event. It's really about seeing one person perform. That's the difference. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it, Lou. Um, and I would ask, too, before we, we move on to some other stuff, because I've, I've had a few people ask on the text line and, you know, to get your, your thoughts on what makes Connor so special. And if you are going to the game or if you are watching tonight, and you're trying to, you know, zone in on those things that he does that are going to make him, you know, a first overall selection. What would Peter Labardia say those are? Well, I would start with he has one of the greatest releases of a shot of any young player I've ever seen. His ability to shoot it in his feet, away from his feet, pull it, and score is maybe unlike many I have ever seen. And over the last year, even comparing watching him seven times pre-tournament World Junior in the summer to having gone and watched him two more times in Halifax, his skating is better. His vision, Logan, is better. His playmaking is way better. Listen, I'll be the first to tell you that when I saw him as a 15-year-old and watched him on video, when that part of the Western League bubble was in Regina, I knew he was special. But I didn't see this coming. He, he's a superstar. He is a superstar, and in Western Hockey League lore, he's a rock star. He is one heck of a player. But I can tell you this, for people going to the rink tonight, I've seen him a few times in Calgary over the last two years. I didn't necessarily always leave the rink thinking he was the star of the show. No, he and I believe last time he was here at the Saddle Dome, he left pointless. He did. So, well, I don't think that 
I don't think that happened this year because he's only, by my knowledge, been shut out once all year in the Western League. But can't remember exactly. Yeah. But last year, I remember being at a game where Connor Bedard had one goal and a 10-3 loss. Yeah. But he's well worth watching. And what I hope for people going tonight is that you get Connor Bedard in all his splendor and glory. I know who doesn't want that. The true fans of the Calgary Hitmen, yes. their players, management, and coaching. They want to win. say Steve Hamilton doesn't want any of that. Not a chance. Uh, uh, is, is he the clear number one for you, Lou? Is, is, oh, yeah. Not is even close. Carlson not or Fantilli are just a step behind? Not, not, not even close. Okay. It, it might have been at one point. Not after I saw with my own eyes and what he did at the World Junior. It's not close. It's not even close for me. Uh, he is the, the prize at the end of a very long year for some teams that right now include Columbus, Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona, all uh, in the mix for uh, Connor Bedard, and he'll be front and center tonight in front of a uh, sold-out crowd at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Again, reminder, uh, pre-game at 6 o'clock tonight right here on Sportsnet 960. And uh, Brad Crow and Jeff Hollick will have the call. Hitman and the Regina Pats at 7 right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. Uh, before we let you go today, Lou, wanted to uh, to chat some Calgary Flames with you. Our pal from the Athletic, Julian McKenzie, uh, his latest for the Athletic uh, conversation with uh, Flames General Manager Brad Treliving and some insight on what Brad's looking to do ahead of the March 3rd trade deadline and the Flames GM making it pretty clear that they're looking for a forward with some scoring touch to add to their uh, to their lineup before March 3rd and the GM once again reaffirmed and I think we've knew this going into it Lou that he's not a big fan of the rental forward if there was something to get done that had some term on it that made sense for the team and their salary cap structure going forward that's something that they definitely prefer to do but as you know and we all know you know standing here watching the flames on a consistent basis offense has been one of those things that the team has been a bit starved for this season it is uh did he say anything in the article about the potential of adding to the defense not as much it seemed as though mostly the focus was was on adding an impact forward at this point and I know where I know where you're going because we've we've had the conversation and I think you're still probably in that same boat, Lou. That I am. You I haven't that, changed. Yeah, that the back end might be the the place yeah, to add. Now, now what I will say though is, and Brad says this himself all the time, and he's you know stayed pretty true to it. His job is to always make his team better, not only for today but for tomorrow and going forward. So absolutely, if I could get my hands on a forward with some upside that I could add in my top nine, and I'm going to have them for a couple more years, when I think about this whole team, its age, the types of players they have signed, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I think one in part why I lean the way I do is 
my guess is one might be easier to get and cost you less assets than the other. I think they're both important, but I'm not a big believer in rentals to begin with, especially not true rentals. Because in a lot of cases, if you're only with a team, and sometimes they work, but if you've noticed, Logan, most of the time where rentals work is not in the most key of places. They round out your group on forward or on defense. It can be pretty hard to indoctrinate a big piece and get everything you want out of that big piece in 20 games. Yeah, look, that... what's happened with, look what's happened with the Flames this year. Yeah. Like, isn't, doesn't that kind of show you and tell you that even bringing in some high-impact players from other places, which you would be doing, in the case of Uyghur and Huberto in particular, you're still waiting for the transition and a fit. Yeah, it's not it's not easy, and it's it's going even going back to last year. Brad, you know, went out and got Tyler Toffoli, you know, even before Valentine's Day because he understood and knows and yes. you know the exact thing is you know if you can get it done sooner than later, you'd rather. I know the trade deadline, and we always talk about it. You know, deadline spur action, and it's true. But I mean, if you're, it's exactly like the Islanders deal we talked about earlier this year, Lou. If they're looking to make a playoff push and. They've got a deal they like for Horvat. Well, get it done right now and get them into the system and get them in to everything as soon as you possibly can. It makes sense. Like, if you're the Flames, you know, I think Pat will use the term unmitigated disaster if they don't make the playoffs. And I generally, I think that that's a little strong. But in this case, I'm not really sure it is. So if there's somebody available and it you really believe that it's going to make you better, you always want to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens for the Calgary Flames. We're coming up uh, now just over a month away from the NHL's trade deadline, and it sure seems as though uh, the Flames are, are zeroed in on a forward, but who knows what that means. There's lots out there, and there's still lots to, to happen before we get to that point. Uh, Lou, always appreciate the time. I know you've been on uh, once already today, so I won't hold you any longer. We'll uh, chat with you again tomorrow, pal. Okay, have a good one. Take care. Peter Labardius joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, as he always does to kick off the program, and he's brought to you by our friends at the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit thegeminigroup.ca. Yes, the Calgary Hitman. Back on your radios tonight. A sold-out Scotiabank Saddledome. Uh, some ticket prices on the resale market are ridiculous for lower bowl tickets. Um, not very often that Hitman tickets come up on the resale market in the thousands of dollar range, but that's uh, some of the asking prices for tonight's game, and uh, that's what's going to happen when a perhaps generational talent comes to town. 
Uh, so it'll be a busy Saddle Dome tonight. We'll have pregame at 6 o'clock with you, and uh, we'll take you up to 7. Puck drop right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, don't miss the call with Brad Curl and Jeff Hollick a little bit later on today. But we'll take a break, come back on the other side. Tom Brady is officially retiring from the NFL, and he says it's for good this time. Do we buy that? Find out next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. It's Logan Gordon along with you. February 1st, last night of NHL hockey before the entire league goes on their all-star break. And not just the Calgary Flames. A couple of intriguing matchups to uh, watch tonight. You've got the Sabres and the Hurricanes at 5.30. Also going at 5.30 because why would we stagger the only two games we have on the schedule tonight? Bruins and Maple Leafs should be a great matchup. Two division rivals there. Boston, despite losing a couple games in a row, still maintains a massive lead uh, for not only the President's Trophy, but for their division title, and looks to be setting up a matchup between the Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning once again in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can watch that game across the Sportsnet television network, and then on Saturday, uh, things get going for the NHL's All-Star Games. NHL schedule resumes back on Monday, February 6th. And that's when the Flames are out east uh, to begin their post-All-Star break schedule. They take on the New York Rangers. So a couple more days without hockey, but we'll be back to it before you know it. Uh, A big announcement that we had this morning in the football side of things. Tom Brady not waiting around to make a decision on his future in the NFL this season. despite talk about perhaps coming back maybe not with the Buccaneers but with another team still pursuing his NFL dream for the second offseason in a row Tom Brady has called it quits and this time in a message uh, posted to his social media pages he says it's for good here is Tom Brady from earlier today Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. And just like that, uh, Tom Brady sails off into the sunset, the no doubt first ballot hall of famer in 2028 
for like he says for the second straight offseason announces his retirement and feels a little more real this time feels like a, a decision that he had come to obviously pretty quickly this time around it was not a stellar year for Tom Brady and the Bucks who despite a losing record qualified for the postseason didn't do well against the Dallas Cowboys and after 23 NFL seasons seven Super Bowl trophies Tom Brady has called it a career he's also a five-time Super Bowl MVP he's a three-time league MVP finishes first all-time in regular season passing yards with 89,214 he throws for 649 regular season touchdowns that's first all-time 13,400 playoff passing yards and 88 playoff touchdowns the question for the text line the question line that the question that always comes up when you have this sort of conversation where does tom brady fall for you in the pantheon of all-time greats in the nfl no doubt his numbers will bear out a hall of fame career and for many will bear out that he's the greatest to ever do it but others have argued for a long time he's he's far from the most skilled quarterback talent wise maybe not you know the most outstanding quarterback in that reign but as far as the the winning and the numbers go there's clearly no doubt that Tom Brady has to be near if not at the top uh, of every list when it comes to the greatest quarterbacks of all time just looking back on the season that was for the 45-year-old. Yes, Tom Brady, 45 years old now. Uh, this season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a bad one, personally, for Tom, but nowhere near the level that he's been at previously in his career. 17 games, 490 completions. His completion percentage was still pretty strong at 66.8%. Throws for just under 4,700 yards. 46-94, 25 touchdowns. That's well down from you know most of his career and the last two years in Tampa where he throws for 40 and 43. Just nine interceptions for Brady on the year and a QBR of 90.7. So Tom Brady is done. What happens next for Tampa Bay is an interesting question. What happens to perhaps some of those teams that we heard in the running for Tom Brady, whether it was a, a team like Miami, whether it was a team, if you believed that Las Vegas was going to be interested, whether you believed that the Miami, uh, excuse me, that the San Francisco 49ers somehow, some way were going to find their way into the Tom Brady conversation. It leaves a, a lot of openings because while Tom Brady didn't have a great season in Tom Brady's mind and personally compared to the rest of his Hall of Fame career, he still had a, a pretty good season and could have probably helped a lot of teams looking for that last piece. Now, was it enough for him to say, look, I'm willing to go back to, you know, uh, uh, Josh McDaniel's offense in Las Vegas started over again in a new place. 
They have Devontae Adams. They have Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is still a premier running back in the NFL. It, it just seems like at 45, if it wasn't going to be with Tampa, how long could he hold out? And the guy's got a lot of pride. The guy's got a lot. You know he's got a lot of pride because of everything that went on about it this year. And being told that he was done and he was retiring and he's going off to the booth. That was it for Tom Brady. No, There was nowhere else to go for Tom after last after last time. Winning the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay, that was the, the peak for him. And now he has, you know, has gone through a lot of off the field issues that quite that you know were probably directly related to his decision to come back that he has to live with it's not an easy one for for Tom Brady I'm certainly sad to see him go he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen and one of the best no doubt to ever do it but uh, just one year after officially retiring Tom Brady uh, has called it quits. And now I've never asked my producers this, Cam and Taylor. I know Taylor's hockey and baseball. And I know Cam, F1, bit of hockey. Have you guys, have either one of you been big football fans? Every time the Super Bowl comes around, that's that's my extent. You're a Super Bowl guy? Yeah. So a couple of weeks from now, you'll be excited. You'll You'll watch the game. It's, yeah, it's like the World Cup. You show up, you get really invested in it for like a week or however long the event is, and then that's it. Taylor, I don't think I've ever seen you or heard you mention anything about football. I grew up watching the CFL. Okay. So I'm not big NFL kind of person, and I've kind of, I haven't watched as much CFL lately, but I, uh, I did enjoy it. Were you a fan of Tom Brady? No. From afar? No? No. Wow. It's a shot. Yikes. That's the GOAT, Taylor. The greatest of all time. Mm, if you say so. <laughs> Cam, did you... If you're a Super Bowl guy, you got your fair share of Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few of those. Yeah. He's all right. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. And, I mean, let's be honest. To play football at, at 45 years old... is is so impressive on its on its own facts, right? To yeah. do it at such a high level. Oh well, yeah. yeah, and like I read the numbers. He's as he was he the Hall of Famer, best of his of his seasons last year. No, but his team was also pretty average. I mean, he still almost threw for five thousand yards. That's insane. Forty five. Forty five. Is it's it's remarkable how he can continue to play at really like the highest level of football and still put up those numbers at 45. It's insane. It really is. Uh, and this one on the texter says on uh, the text line, I should say says that nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero. I actually liked him a lot more when he left new England. And that's, you know what? A lot of people have said that. And a lot of people have felt that way. And I thought that's always been interesting because, and I, I also thought it was a, a, an interesting point to see how much response there's been for Tom Brady the second time around. But you can tell how respected the guy is. And I think a lot of people came from a, a point of, I don't know that anyone really hated Tom Brady the person. 
I think you kind of hated him because he was good. You hate what he did to your favorite team. A hundred percent. He oh, there was a guaranteed at some point during his twenty three years in the NFL, which is ridiculous. He beat your favorite team, and he probably beat them in a key matchup or a key moment. And even if you didn't like him, and you don't have to like, nobody has to like everybody. You can dislike the the TB twelve method and all of that sort of stuff. You can't. But you have to respect how good he was. Again, was he ever the most talented? Was he ever the fastest? Did he have the biggest arm? No, but he knew how to win. And of course he had good teams around him. Everybody does. No one wins the Super Bowl. No one wins in football without a good team. It's just not an individual sport. You can have great individual accomplishments. But to sit there and pin it on, oh, well, he had great teams in New England and he had a great defense in Tampa Bay. Sure, all those things are true. But I also don't know that you know some of those teams win or do what they do without Tom Brady being the competitor, being the gamer, you know, the most intense guy that he was for years. So it, it's I I think this is the end. He seems very emotional in that video. It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird video. I'll admit, if you've seen it on Twitter, he's just kind of chilling on a beach by himself. Like it is kind of. I saw a really funny tweet on my way in that somebody said, "Imagine walking your dog on a beach and then just seeing Tom Brady <laughs> crying, re- announcing his retirement." Yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting. Like I really was kind of expecting. Now maybe it's his own little private beach area he's got more than enough money to afford that sort of thing but you're right it did kind of just look like he was just sort of hanging out by the beach maybe he'd been sitting there for 20 minutes you know trying to hit record but he just couldn't bring himself to do it debating if he actually wanted to retire this time exactly right and how many takes before he finally was happy with one right like oh man i messed it up Sorry, sorry, I forgot to say thank you to somebody. I gotta, I gotta do, it do again? this. Yeah, take two. Take two, Tom. Finish this right. You only get to retire twice, Tom. You got to get this right. I don't like the lighting over here. There's too much wind. I got sand in my eyes. Okay, I got to go over here. <laughs> just, just a very, it was just a weird, a weird place to announce you're retiring. No, no press conference. No nothing. And I get. It. He says in the message, "Look, I want to be casual about it." I did the whole long-winded thing last year, so I appreciate that. But I just Taylor, as you know, that tweet you said, it's kind of like you could just you could absolutely see a jogger going by in the background and be like, what? "Tom Brady? Is that Tom Brady? What are you doing, Tom? Well, I'm just announcing my retirement to the world. All right, buddy. Keep oh, going. okay. You want me to? You want me to film it for you, or no, no, it's good. I gotta try. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, buddy, can you hold this uh, camera while I (laughs) film my There's no one there. It's just Tom. (laughs) It's got like a selfie stick in hand. That's what what I'm imagining it is. It sounds depressing. It's probably not. It's probably emotional, and he just wanted to go away for it. But to me, that's all I'm thinking about is the guy just sitting on the beach being like, "Eh, guess this is it. Let me hit tweet. His neighbor's been sitting there for 20 minutes watching him try there and do this. There had to be somebody that, that had a view of it. And I just want to see a view of... Yeah, what is that guy filming himself? He's just sitting there. Guy looks like Tom Brady. Is he crying? 
Guys, is that guy crying? Should we go see what's going on? No, we'll, we'll leave him be. Oh, he's just it a, must be important. Just he's a, just going through it. The crazy person on the beach filming himself, talking to himself. Uh, some of the text at 960-960 on the Tom Brady conversation. Uh, this uh, text says where Aaron Rodgers is going uh, to be traded, that's got to be the next big NFL quarterback conversation. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I know Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show where he's usually pretty upfront about things and the rumors have come out from a couple of different NFL insiders that the Packers are maybe starting to consider life after Aaron Rodgers and maybe ready to move on from him. And he said, oh, I haven't been privy to those conversations, so maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. Doesn't seem like he's nearly as close to retiring maybe as, as Tom was today, but that's still to be decided too. He's never left Green Bay. I mean, Tom went and spent three seasons with the Bucks. Is Aaron Rodgers willing to do that at this point in his career? I'm not sure. Uh, this text says, Bill's fan here. I hated him. See you later, Tom. Yeah, I can I can understand why a Bill's fan might feel that way. You get three years of him out of the division, though. Although one of them, he did go and, and win a Super Bowl. So it's kind of hard to get away from him. Some salt in that wound. Yeah, like, look, I'll be honest. If you're a Jets fan, you're a Bills fan, you're a Dolphins fan, a I have to say I'm probably with you today, and I understand your pain. You're probably so sick of Tom Brady over the last two two decades against your favorite team that you you probably don't have a lot of sympathy for him on the way out, right? Because there's always that one guy or that one team, and Flames fans know this too from a hockey perspective because the Flames have a couple of those guys that just always do well against your team. Or there's always that team that, that you just can't get over, right? It was the Anaheim curse for the Flames forever, right? They couldn't win in Anaheim for whatever reason. It just didn't matter. It didn't matter who the team was. It didn't matter who you had. You were going to lose in Anaheim. It's got to be like that for teams in the AFC East who were following the Jets or the Dolphins. You're like, okay, cool. Tom's there again. The one year he didn't play, he got hurt. But the rest of it, it's like, yeah, not a lot of down years in New England. And it's kind of how Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders fans feel now when Patrick Mahomes is in your division and going to Super Bowls and AFC championships every year. It's kind of very similar in that sense. doesn't feel like that pain's ever going to come to an end. And I like this text. It says uh, 960960. It says, Tom Brady. The guy that most people hate but would love to be. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd like to be Tom Brady for a day. Just on the beach. Just on the beach recording my retirement. Even today. You get what day if to I be had Tom to, Brady. Yeah. If even it was retirement day to be Tom Brady, I'd still. I choose to be on the beach. I'd still. Yeah, Tom Brady on the beach is still better than Logan in the studio. Right? Like, I'm going to. I'm going to take that. Up next, Logan's gonna find a beach and retire from. That's how I'm gonna go out. Yeah, when I go out, you'll know it because I'll just be on the beach at like Sylvan Lake or something, freezing. Like this is for this is it for real, guys. I'm not coming back this time. I already cried enough last time. I faked you out last year when I did it. This time it's for real. 
Let's be honest. How much money are we betting that tomorrow he's going to say, JK, I'm actually not retiring? See, there's people that don't buy it, and it's it's fair. There's a a good handful of people that are replying in the the comments to the video and saying, okay, good one, Tom. That's hilarious. Has Has there been anyone who's retired thrice or twice like and then came back? Uh, I think there's a couple examples of guys. I don't know as notable as Tom Brady. Because obviously MJ did it. He retired and then came back. And then Brady did it, retired and came back. But no one's done it the next time. Got to set a precedent here. <sighs> Tom Brady's going to set a world record for the most amount of retirements. Yeah, I mean, Gronk did it. And he's arguably... The best uh, tight end. You're right. Obviously, MJ. I'm trying to see. There's a list here. Some that have done it a couple times, but nothing. Like obviously, Mario Lemieux comes to mind for people. But I mean, he retired because of Hodgkin lymphoma and other injuries, and he took a couple years off. I guess Hashik probably did it. I think Hashik did it three times. I think if I was had to, if I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on that, but I think Hashik retired in 02 and came back. And then maybe once more, I'd have to go back and look, but I think that's the only one I can think of in the three time category. I'm sure there's more. They're just probably not as prominent as Tom Brady. With all due respect. Yeah. And, I mean, technically Michael Jordan did it three times. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, MJ did it three times. Yeah. So, because he had a two-year retirement. Um, You know, he obviously went to play baseball for a bit. As far as, like, hockey goes, I can't. Because he first retired in 93. Didn't want to play basketball anymore. Went off to play baseball. And then I want to say it was before 2000 when Phil Jackson's contract was coming to an end and there was the uh, the lockout. A lot of people are saying Brett Favre. Brett Favre, excuse me. Brett Favre? Yeah. Either, yeah, I'm trying to like, you just you forget all these things. Was Favre a three-timer? Came back twice? I'm looking. Too many. Now that I look back, there's too many people that have retired and then come back. You get one retirement and one retirement only. Apparently not. Retirement means nothing. Just take a break. Come back. Yeah, that's what the breaks are for us. Retirement. We're going to retire and then come back. We're going to retire for five minutes, (laughs) then come back. Uh, This text, yeah, lots of people in Favre. Uh, a couple of people saying Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, the boxing one is always like, because I don't know boxing, it's like, is it retirement or is it just, I didn't have a fight for a couple of years. There's a couple of people on, on like George Foreman too. I think Sugar Ray Leonard, re, re, quote unquote, retired a few times. Like I'm talking like a handful of times. 
But the fighting ones always, I, I can't always remember the fighting ones because sometimes they don't fight for like six or seven months or years. Sugar Ray Leonard has five listed retirements. See, that doesn't make sense. Like At some point, you can't. At some point, I don't believe you. And after the fourth retirement, I'm not listening anymore. Well, it's, it's enough of that. Yeah, it's just the wrong use of the word at that point. Yeah, it's just I'm done with this for now. I'll be back later. It's a pause. <laughs> uh, a couple texts here to end off the segment. At 960-960. Lots on the Brett Favre one. Uh, a couple for Guy Lafleur uh, on the multiple retirement fronts. Uh, James texts in, says, Pat's fan here. Suck it up, Bill's fan. Uh, you would have choked even if you weren't uh, the better team. Um, this one says, after 23 seasons cheering for Tom Brady, who do you cheer for now? Uh, I like this one. This is a good point. Uh, Tom Brady never screwed my team. Uh, the New York Giants, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably still okay. Uh, and Noah pointing out Andy Pettit. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one in baseball for sure. This one says, I think Tom Brady thought it was April 1st, not February 1st. And uh, we'll end it off on this one. I like this one a lot. Uh, just like the Rolling Stones, farewell tour after farewell tour. Uh, yeah, those guys have uh, been on retirement for a long time. But uh, maybe this is actually it. Maybe uh, Tom Brady next season isn't on a football field. Maybe he's up in the booth like uh, we've heard for so long. Uh, but after 23 seasons, Tom Brady says he's done for good in the NFL uh, and will no doubt go down as one of the greatest of all time. Uh, we'll take a break, come back on the other side. We'll kick off hour two, talk about the biggest sporting event in the city tonight going down to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats are in town. We'll chat uh, some WHL junior hockey and get a look at what Connor Bedard's doing this season, his last in junior hockey and maybe his last visit to the Saddle Dome before he comes back as a pro in the National Hockey League. That's coming up next when we kick off hour two on Sportsnet 960, the fan.